keeps good history A little touch of mystery With lots of hilarity It's Adderall Welcome to Adderall The podcast where in every episode We share stories from SA's unique And often hilarious history SA being South Australia Each episode, Dan That's me And myself, Tom That's me uh, We get together to share a story About a piece of South Australian history It could be a place could be a celebrity An icon or an event Neither of us truly knows What the other is going to bring Dan is a born and bred South Aussie With a wealth of local memories Dating back over three decades And myself, I moved here to Adelaide in 2003 At age 15 And I bring a touch of the outsider's perspective So let's do it Alright, let's do it This is the pilot This is episode one uh, every every episode we're going to do a beer beer of the week or beer of the yeah beer, beer of the time a local beer uh, we're gonna, yeah so going for a local beer um, local beer a bit of a touchy subject at the moment <laughs> oh. um, which we'll get to later um, obviously some controversy over the last couple of days with the uh, Cooper's Brewery um, and in particular their support for the Australian Bible Association well I'm um, not sure it was a support or. Yeah, well, yeah, it was support actually. Yeah, wasn't it? endorsement, yeah. endorsement, endorsement of sorts. But then, what um, the Bible Society did with that, and uh, yeah. something to discuss a bit later. Yeah, something to discuss later. But we're but, just two dudes here having a beer and discussing issues. Yes, like, and, and nothing controversial. Nothing controversial. Yet. And tonight we won't be uh, won't be cracking at Coopers, but we will be having uh, Pirate Life, the Golden Era Golden Ale. Uh, I chose this one. Mm. I was going to go for the IPA because I was thinking about sampling some of the IPA because I'm having a birthday party soon. But the IPA is like 1.6 standard drinks or something like that. Okay. And I've got to drive home. You've got to drive home. They also do an IIPA, which is $40 for a four pack. And it's, but it's like, it's 8.6%. $40 for a four pack. It's $10 per beer. That's insane. Yeah. But it is. How big are the beers? They're like, they're 500 mil. They're like tall boys. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. But But it's still no good. It, it's a lot of money. It's, it's a lot, lot of money, money. Um, but it's like eight point six percent. So I think it's like three and a half standard drinks in one yeah. can. We'll do maybe, that one week. We'll do that one week. Special week. Um, a week when we've been paid. But anyway, <laughs> we'll uh, let's crack the gold nail, which is the Pirate Life Golden Era Gold Nail, um, three hundred fifty-five mil cans. The cans, the cans are on the rise at the moment. Yeah, coming back. All right, let's All do right, it. You go first. All right. There we go. First sip. Cheers, buddy. Oh, that's nice. That's quite nice. I haven't had this before, so I'm looking forward to, to drinking it. Yeah. Have that's you really had, nice. you had Pirate Life before? I've had one of them. I can't remember. It was in a blue can. I can't remember. I was out somewhere, but it was it was good. Yeah, they've got a pale ale, which is in like a dark, uh, like a navy blue. It must have been that one. And then they have the IPA, which is in like a light blue. Okay. And that is both of the, the pale yeah. and the... I haven't had the gold now before either. And all their beers are in cans? All their beers are in cans. Um, they're down on South Road at... Um, uh, yeah, High Marsh. High Marsh, mm. yeah. Near, mm. near the... Cooper Stadium, near where the the soccer gets played. Once again. All right. Well, yeah, let's get right into it. So I'm going to tell the story this episode. Sensational. And this is the story of, you ready? Yeah. Con Polites. Oh my God, no. (laughs) You know who Con Polites is? I have, okay, I'll I'll tell you what I know. Okay. Um, And it's the signs. That's that's the the signs signs. of the city. That's That's the thing that I go for. When I'm, you mentioned Compilates. And showing foreigners around Adelaide and people being like, thinking that it says Politzai. 
Yeah, they're like, oh, there's a lot of police stations. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought when I was a kid. It was because yeah. so, because of the coloring. Yeah, it's, it's like and blue of, with yeah, like white I'm like, writing. Oh, it must be a different police or a different. I don't think I realized who it was until I was about fifteen. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I I do know um, who Compilates is. Uh, basically, like a real estate mogul. Yeah, and exactly my understanding right. is he bought heaps of real estate in Adelaide like 40, 50 years ago. And then he died. And Who's then... telling the story here, mate? No, but, but is, 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 that, is that right? That's right. Yeah. Okay, okay. It went, got passed on to his son and he squandered it or something. Ah, uh, well, we won't get into that because doing the research on the internet, his sons like to sue people for oh, <laughs> talking okay. about them. Okay. So yeah, we won't okay. talk about that. Okay. But what well, we will talk about is... He didn't squander it. He, uh... <laughs> he did really well with he, whatever uh, he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Changing times, different, different times, <laughs> different needs. That's right. It's a harder market these days. Yeah. It's a harder sure. market. But yeah, right. the signs is the main thing. Um, so when you came over from the UK... When yep. you moved here when you were 15. 15. Do you remember like the first time you saw the signs or what you thought of them? I remember seeing, because they're, they're not like head height. They're like, you've got to look up. You've yep. got to look like second story. Heinley Street, loads of Yeah, loads that of was his, his area. Yep, okay. So um, I just remember seeing them and yeah, like thinking that they were like, it, it, I misread it as Polizei, which yep. is like, you know, what French, uh, German yeah. for, um, for police mm-hmm. and would look at it and be like, is that a police station? Why are there so many signs <laughs> for police? Um, and obviously, yeah, I don't know why I thought that because it's, it's, not, it's not that at all. That's, that's my memory. Okay, yep. well, here we go. Well, this is the story of Con Polites. Constantine George Polites, that's his full name. So his name was Constantine. Constantine was his full okay. name. Constantine George Pilates was born in Port Pirie in 1919. Oh, lead poisoning. I know, right? It's from the get-go. Yes, <laughs> no. brutal. Good, good. His parents had fled from the island of Marcy to escape invading Turks in 1915. So they came here in 1915. Uh, what was the island? Uh, Marcy, M-A-R-C-I. Do I know? Yeah, I, don't know. I, think that's right. I don't know. I didn't look up how to pronounce it. Okay. Uh, but they came here... Um, with with hope of this new South Australia and no hope oh, of uh, hope. returning to the old, um, they were like dirt poor. Like this, if there's ever been a rags to riches, so this, is a, story, this is like the Horatio, the, the South Australian Horatio Olga. This is yeah, like rags like, to riches. This is like legit. Like I don't think there's a, a better case of rags to riches in South oh, Australia don't, or don't. Australia history. In world history, well, possibly, but don't, um, Trump. but they were dirt poor and they only spoke like basic English. Um, and the family grew and sold money. Ve- <laughs> they grew and sold vegetables, yep. uh, fished, and did the hard graft on the Port Piri smelters. So there you are with that lead poisoning. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah. so the lead poisoning thing um, uh, yeah. in the, seems in like the a blood. low blow, but in the actually, blood. yeah, it's. <laughs> There's probably some truth behind that. Yeah, they were hardworking, um, but they were also very lucky. Uh, the Pilates family, like I said, are. went from rags to riches in a single generation, and Con Pilates was the supreme example. By the age of 16, he'd made enough money to buy his first deli. What were you doing at 16? <laughs> were you um, buying delis? I was looking at his signs thinking, <laughs> does that say police? <laughs> it didn't. Uh, but, but before his, first, before his successful career in real estate, uh, many other career moves were to come. He saved up the money to buy a deli by fishing and, and selling vegetables. Yeah, just like being a hard worker yeah, at so 16. This one, this one bugs me when people mm-hmm. are like, oh, rags to riches, if you work really hard, you can achieve something. It's like, yeah, because like, you know, if you go back 60 or 70 years, you could buy a deli with like yeah, you know, 60 two bucks. years worth yeah. of wages working at a lead smelter. Whereas mm-hmm. now it's like you work for 40 years and That's you can't right. afford a house. And there's like paperwork in the way. Like back in those oh, yeah. days, like, oh, I want to open a deli. It's like, oh, well, there's a shop. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Here's, here's a piece of land. Um, <laughs> lay the bricks yourself. <laughs> 
that's, that's it. And that's what Con did, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, concrete, but in Adelaide... The concrete, at least. Yeah, <laughs> the lead. In Adelaide, he worked uh, at a Woolworths behind a counter. Ooh, the yeah. Woolworths? I'm not sure I couldn't find that out. I yeah, probably right. could have if I looked harder, but I didn't. Ah, don't, don't, don't um, look too hard. Uh, <laughs> I'd never do. <laughs> at, the t- at the time World War II began, he managed uh, about 60 staff at the Finsbury... Factory, uh, munitions factory. Convenient. So like building, no, like building shit for the war. No, so, oh, so he didn't have so to like, go. So he didn't have to go and fly. No, of course he didn't have to go. It was rich. Oh, yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. And yeah. it's still the case today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but, um, but, you know, he was at the, the munitions factory. So it was just like, oh, well, raking in the money. World War Two, biggest war. So that's how it was. He knew about So he built lead. his empire on, uh, on munitions initially. Yeah. Well, no, I, I guess he built his empire on the... The, I guess you could trace it back to the, the fishing and the farming and then buying the deli and just, I don't know, he just seemed like just a smart man. Worked his way up. Worked his way up. You know the thing, how, how started, it is. Uh, you got deli, Woolworths, yeah. munitions owner. I started, I started with catching the fish <laughs> and uh, after I catch a fish, I'll buy the deli and then uh, after I buy the deli, uh, I build the guns. Really good accent. You want some lead? Uh, <laughs> Uh, um, I build the guns. <laughs> I, uh, do you want to know what comes next? He diversified into taxis. And wedding car hire yeah, so there's no and money catering. To, there's no, no you can do a that. Taxi. Then I did an Uber. <laughs> no offense to him. No offense to him. But yeah. like a taxi seems like a step back from a munitions factory. It's like it seems like a step back. First from I caught fish. Then I bought a deli. Then I upgraded <laughs> to like a factory. Then I bought a taxi. Nah, he would have bought like a bunch of taxis. Okay. okay. And, and wedding just, car hire and catering. This, I've got this picture of him just like. <laughs> hey, I used to, I used to be a millionaire. No, I just drive a taxi. <laughs> that comes later. It's, no, it doesn't. Diversify. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, then uh, Mr. Polite's business interests uh, took him to Sydney, uh, where he developed real retail business in cars, television, televisions, and service stations. So Sydney, what do you think of that? Sydney, moving away. Yeah. Um, television. So what year? What year did he, is he start investing? In television? I, I couldn't tell you, but because uh, that's where the, before, that's, yeah, in the fifties. I'm so thinking. Like I'm time. thinking this television thing is where the money's at. Yeah, I think um, that's that's going to take off. Yeah, that you know, that could have been part of it. And servos. Even now, even now, I'm thinking this TV thing. It's looking good. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking yeah, shares, in, shares in <laughs> free-to-air television oh, is where, networks the, yeah, is where, where the money is. Yeah. yeah, But he returned to Adelaide in 1959 uh, and married to Florence uh, with the finances to become a real estate phenomenon. So he made a bunch of money in Sydney. Well, he'd right. ma- he's been making money since he was like 14. Selling fish. Selling cash fish. Cashing the fish. Taxis, the whole cash lot. Cashing the fish. <laughs> Sell the fish, uh, uh, catch another fish. So he uh, made his first... Sometimes I eat the fish. <laughs> well, with some lead. <laughs> Mostly I sell the fish. It's <laughs> lead in fish. Yeah. He made his first million by 1964, uh, characterising wow. his success as that the was 1964, result... so that was like two million. Oh, that was a shitload of money back then. I was like, yeah, okay. Mm. Um, he characterised his success as the result of energy, determination, and consistency. I can't do it as good as you, but I try. <laughs> I'm going to try throughout. Yeah. Um, so he bought property, and he rarely sold it in a growing state. So that was his game. This is where, like, he, he'd made money. He'd done all right up until now. He's a millionaire. I just, I just like but now he's South like, Australia described as a growing state. That's nice. Well, yeah, he wouldn't be doing that today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he would have stayed in Sydney. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm hedge my bets. Uh, yeah, it was a great decision for Con because the values just went up and up and up. Uh, his main game was buying old buildings, uh, renovating them, and then uh, leasing them out often to migrants at discount prices. Okay. So he's like really rich, 
But he's like still this guy who's like, oh, well, I was a migrant, you know, back in the day. Well, I still am a migrant. Yeah, see, this story, this is when the story is, I'm, I'm not sold on this. Okay. I'm not sold on this. Okay. I don't think you make money in real estate by, like, offering people a good deal. Well, that's what he says he does. He says okay. he's a good dude. And, okay. and, like, throughout this, it just seems like he's a good dude. But, oh, yeah. Um, oh, like, oh, a yeah. hilarious dude, as we'll, as we'll get to find out. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Um, so, um, yeah, he leased his buildings out at discount prices. Um, then he'd, you know, sometimes sell the buildings again when the time is right. Uh, at the height of his business empire, Mr. Pilates ran 67 companies. 67 companies. I can't even keep track of That's insane. Yeah. That, that's so, insane. like, so he was, he was ahead of the curve in terms of, like... Um, like diversification, oh, like yeah. I said, like company, like companies that aren't vertically integrated, they're, you know, they're horizontally integrated. There's all different mm-hmm. companies he all was, linked in with each other. He was eating a bit. Like yeah, one day he was doing taxis and fishing, still going back to the old deli, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. He's like, oh, I could have a taxi just to keep my hand in. <laughs> That's right. Every Thursday I'll get on. <laughs> and I think like he would do that. Like he'd often be like in, in there like doing like part of the renovations and shit and things like that. <laughs> he was like always just like, he's a millionaire, but just, just doing stuff for the companies. Um, and like in the 1970s, like we're up to the 70s, he was like the developer. Of okay. Adelaide. Like he's the, the go-to guy. He's the go-to one. So you that's wanna, You want to build a deli? Yeah. <laughs> you want to, you want a lead deli? That's where it's at. Lead deli. Lead that's a good deli. band name. That's a great band name. Lead deli. Yeah. Mm. Someone use that. Um, so in the 1970s, he had a huge property portfolio. Um, and whenever he purchased a building, here we go, Tom, Constantine okay. Pilates stick his sign up. would yep, immediately erect a <laughs> sign to indicate the building's ownership. He would immediately get erect. <laughs> Who wouldn't? 67. He's like, every time, every time I build a building, <laughs> oh. I, get, I get erect. Oh, oh, gotta buy my property. I got 47 children. <laughs> oh, gotta buy my property. Yeah. Not a fool. That's kind of fruiter. So, okay, so he yeah. just, he, he looks at his empire and he just gets hard. Yeah, that seems okay. to be the way to go. That's, yeah, well, that's fair. He once told the advertiser, you're going to love this quote, by the way, uh, he'd always wanted to have his name up in lights, but it wasn't an ego thing. Quote, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quote, this, this makes it even better. Quote, I'll try and do the accent. It's to do with a feeling of a satisfaction that one has achieved success. I feel proud of that, that I've achieved these things. And you let people know that, that you are around. That's all. So, yeah, it's not an ego thing. <laughs> except, <laughs> except it is. It's totally an ego it's thing. It's not an ego thing, but I want people to know <laughs> that I'm better than them and that, I, and that I've made a success of my life while they groveled in the dirt. <laughs> but it's not an ego thing. Not an ego it's thing. It's not about me. It's not an ego thing. It just makes me feel really good yeah. about my own self-importance. It's not about me looking down on other people. It's about other people looking up to me, but it's yeah. not an ego thing. That's right. He stated his signs uh, hung from the buildings were not to advertise his wealth, but to show Australians that Greek migrants were friendly and happy to be part of the community. So that well, was his... you, I can get behind that. Yeah, I can get behind that. And I guess the, the colouring of the signs, like we talked about, was um, you know, something that... Uh, Goes with the Greek community, the blue and the white. Uh, of course, yeah, of course. So the flag and, that and all, all that, sense. yeah, and, and like Highley Street, you, you still got all the Euro shops and Highley Street. So I yeah. think that's kind of like a Greek. I don't know. I guess if you go there on a Saturday, you go there on a Saturday night still. <laughs> <laughs> Not for a while. Just going to get like um, just going to. Yeah, there's, also, there's also there's also yeah, there's also a lot of strip clubs and yeah. uh, you know people getting punched in the face. Oh, that's all right. Those things are less Greek. <laughs> well, <laughs> possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Con was a larger than life type of character. Uh, big sunglasses, a uh, trademark hat. He owned 50, but it was his... Hang on. He owned 50, 50 he, hats. He owned nearly as many hats as companies. <laughs> Every time I get a new company, okay. I get a new hat. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay so 
wife, like, I don't know how many hats I own. It's not 50, but if you were like, how many hats do you own? I'd be like, I don't know, like a couple of beanies, a couple of... Yeah. How does he like? Why fifty? It seems a very know. specific number. I don't know. Well, I'm thinking every time he bought a company, he bought a bought a hat. It seems that way. Or one for okay. each week. Was there anything unique about these hats? <laughs> no, no. Um, so, so like, he owned fifty hats. Okay. He, he owned flashy gold jewelry. This might this that might lead sense. us to the hat clue. Okay. Okay. He had a different Rolls Royce for each day of the week. So maybe each hat's a different. Uh, week I don't I don't know. Did he drive the Rolls Royces as well? Yeah, like he yeah, drove he the drove taxis. Like, yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe the Rolls Royces were taxis. That's why he lost heaps. Of money. Okay, okay, makes sense. Okay, but um, uh, and he had a huge walrus moustache. I'm just going to show you a picture. Of, have you ever okay. seen a picture of him? I don't think I have. Okay, I'm I just going to show you a picture, and I want you to uh, give me your first impressions okay. of okay. Pilates. Okay. <laughs> oh, what a legend! <laughs> he looks like a dead set legend, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks. He looks like. Yeah, he, he he looks like like a comic character. Like if you were thinking Monopoly Man in yeah, real life, yeah, that's Monop- exactly yeah, it. Yeah, he's yeah, exactly yeah, the yeah. Monopoly. Yeah, man. like like he, like a larger than life kind of entrepreneur, kind of like he's mostly taking the piss. Yeah, until you rip him off, and then he he breaks your legs. <laughs> he seems like that. <laughs> okay. He seems like yeah, and he just yeah, like for, for anyone listening, you can't see a picture. He looks like the Monopoly Man, and he is the yeah. Monopoly Man. Yeah, he's that's like, what he does. If, like if the Monopoly Man had a love child with, um, you, you know, Grandpa Simpson's like friend. Which one? The, like is with the grey yeah, maybe. Or, or the old grandma, she ain't what she used to be. That one. That one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, think he has yeah. a name. I think he's just called Old Julius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's like if, yeah. yeah. The Monopoly Man had a love child with him and like Santa Claus. You bastards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Con once explained the moustache uh, he grew was a product of a lost $2 bet with a mate. Uh, but he kept the moustache because it helped me get the birds. And it made him look yeah, it, more credible. It, it absolutely didn't. It did. What helped you get the birds was like <laughs> the fact that you own 64 companies and you were a multimillionaire. That's right. And who's making a $2 bet when they're... <laughs> yeah, like a... yeah. Yeah. Well, rich people are like notoriously cheapskates. I don't want to cast aspersions about Compilates, but like some of the richest people are like, yeah, I'll bet you $5. Actually, you know what? $2. Yeah, that's right. Have you seen that movie? Um, I think it's Trading Places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I think yeah. that Eddie all, Murphy. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, that all yeah. comes down to a one dollar bet in the end between these multimillionaires kind yeah. of thing. But uh, yeah. it just kind of reminded me of that. Um, so I grew the moustache to help him get into birds and be more credible. I don't know what the credibility behind it is. Um, yeah, having a, having a comic moustache doesn't make you more credible, no, and it, it doesn't just, help you get women either. It's the it's the fact that you're rich. You're I'm rich gonna I'm gonna fun. I'm gonna it's yeah. And he has a wife anyway. I don't know, anyway, I don't so know, I don't know why, but as soon as I grew this moustache, I had all the ladies all like just all over me. Just they want to make a sex with me, make a love with me all the time. Uh, I mean, with hindsight, it was this, the same week as uh, I made my first million. <laughs> I was at the I Rolls. Think, I think it must have been the moustache. No, mate. It, like, <laughs> it was not um, the moustache. It absolutely wasn't the moustache. Uh, by the 1980s, so we moved on to the 80s, uh, Con was outbidding just everyone at auctions, including like... Again, I don't want to interrupt, but if you are trying to build a successful career as an entrepreneur and businessman, having the first name Con... Mm. (laughs) I've not thought of that. I don't know. Con Pilates. Not not working in your favour. Well, you know, obviously... I don't know how that didn't click with me. Really good pick up there. But Con was being a con, 
uh, as he was, and outbidding everyone at the auctions, uh, including it. like the Adelaide City Council and major developers okay. in the state and all that. Just going there. Um, Deputy Lord Mayor Michael Harbison, who was regularly outdone by Mr. Pilates at property auctions, stated he was the idol of all young entrepreneurs in Adelaide. Uh, the excitement as Coles, Cons Rolls-Royce would pull up at a real estate auction was something to behold. He'd just show up midway through an auction and outbid everybody. Could you imagine? So he's the, he's the guy, like it's like, you know, uh, 50,000, 55,000, 56,000. Yeah. Any advance on 56,000? Going once, going twice. And, and then, then he, he, oh yeah, yeah, 75,000. Just like straight <laughs> out. Salt, yeah. And it's, the everyone, guy's like, fuck! Every, yeah, everyone just turns and just like, this fucking guy. <laughs> Every time. Just like hand out the, like, yeah. 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 40,000, 40,000, once, twice, hand out the Royce. Yeah. 75,000. Yeah. Just like, just, oh. just like a, just a sweaty cigar, like a sweaty, like chubby <laughs> hand, just holding a cigar, just stroking his moustache. Oh God. You know, and, and he's, it's 75,000 and just uh, straight and away. Everyone's like, oh, for fuck's sake. This they all have been again. so happy. Like, oh, he's not here. I might, might get it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In this growing state. Yeah, yeah. He, and then uh, 10 seconds until the, the, the hammer strike and he just rocks up in his Rolls Royce. Mm. He's like, oh, sorry, oh, sorry I'm late. I had to go back. I realised I left the house in the Tuesday Rolls Royce and it's Wednesday today. <laughs> and I got my week 49 hat on. It's week 48. It's week 48 hat. So I had to go back, change my hat, get the other Rolls Royce. But I'm here now and uh, you know what? 80 grand. I'll take it. <laughs> just, yeah. just get everyone be so pissed off. Oh, yeah. Um, he bought residential investments and mansions at Pasadena. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So just around yeah, the corner. Just around the corner. And the Esplanade at Somerton Park. Ah. Uh. Uh, so despite his massive wealth and success, he was also a very humble man. Very human in that he took the plight <laughs> of individual. He's a very humble man, but it's not an ego thing. I just want people. Very to, humble. I just want people to look at my name and get hard the same way I look at a building. Oh. The same way I look oh, at a building Pilates. and I get like, oh. <laughs> uh, He was a very humble man. Um, he took the plight of individuals uh, less fortunate of himself, and he did it without fanfare, uh, just the desire to lend a helping hand. Connor was always helping out those in need. Okay, okay. Did, you just, did you just copy this from like his, <laughs> yes. public, his, his you know, public website? Well, his PR guy said he was uh, always... Just, <laughs> yeah. No, like, like in all the legit readings, it's like, I couldn't find anything like that bad about him for yeah, like yeah, someone yeah. of that wealth and stature is like really astounding yeah, it's like yeah, oh sure. he just seemed like a, a, a regular dude trying to help you know other dudes out which is like, like... Every, what everyone says they would but I guess he actually did it that's, that's so, great uh, like I said before he'd often rent out rooms to migrant at discounted rates you don't believe me but you know, no, I no, no, no. Like, you know, I'm, I'm skeptical. I'm yeah. skeptical because you know I, I just maybe it's my cynical 21st century yeah. view that I just I can't imagine making a lot of money in real estate by being nice to people. And but you know maybe maybe I don't maybe that's why I'm a, you know I'm not a successful businessman. Sorry, you, maybe you, I don't know what it takes. Maybe you have to be nice to people. Do you know how to fish? I don't know how to catch fish. But <laughs> okay. you know what they say: teach a man to catch a fish, and no. <laughs> Give a, man a, give a man a fish. and <laughs> You know what? Just, let's just go on. Kill in Delhi. Uh, he was always willing to help out the South Australian public. And because I, like you just mentioned, I know how sceptical you are. Yep. You are going to fucking love this next time. Okay. And I included this just because of you. Okay. Always willing to help out the South Australian public. Uh, in 1966, when the SA police failed to make headway in the Beaumont case... Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, three, three young kids went, went yep. to the beach, went missing. Yeah. Presumed yep. murdered or dead. Uh, yep. Never returned. Uh, the public began to call for them <laughs> to use a psychic. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so whenever someone says the public called for something, it's like three nutters who write letters. Yeah, it's yeah, basically yeah, what yeah. the public means. If you read something in the paper, it's like, oh, it's public outcry over this. It means like four residents who've got nothing yeah. better to do are like, oh, do this. It, it, it's one very sad and lonely person writing a, a letter to the advertiser yeah, saying, that's exactly you know what, we need, like, I'm sick of... I'm sick of the not, I'm sick of the police not finding those three missing children. Uh-huh. You know what we need? A psychic. A psychic, and that's what they did. Um, SA Police were dead against it. Parents of well, the, that <laughs> you would be. Yeah, I mean, even in 1966, obviously, like, um, on. the police were like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that. Even the parents of the children were like, nah, don't do it. But um, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, you think they would try anything, but they were just like, nah. Yeah, see, that's not a good sign. When when the parent when when, when your three like <laughs> children go missing and and even you are like, yeah, you don't do that. Yeah, psychic's probably not going to help. It's not a great sign. Yeah, but when the SA public called, Con Polites was there to answer. Oh, he became a psychic. <laughs> I like to hope so. <laughs> like, be the best. I like it? I like to help people out. I used to catch a fish. <laughs> oh, the kids, a daily. kids went swimming. They need a fish. I know this. <laughs> I have a strong connection to the ocean. Uh, uh, I feel like uh, I'll be able to find the children. Let me let me talk to the fish. Let me talk to the fish. I'll talk to the I've fish. I've got to think like a fish. I I think like a fish, and I'll find your babies. Oh God! So as part of the search for the Beaumont children, why am I laughing at this part? He paid for a Dutch clairvoyant, Gerard Crozier. Why to, Dutch? I don't know, but it gets funnier. Uh, to come to Australia, paid all his expenses. From Holland? From Holland. Like, just legit. Like, I, okay, I'm going to find I thought a guy, try- this is going to okay. be a guy. I thought you were trying to say, he found a clairvoyant, and the guy happened to be Dutch, in the same way that no, Compilatis no, is, is he, Greek. He paid for him to come. It's like, he almost like he's, paid for him to come from Europe. Yeah, it's almost like he's scam- scamming him. Doesn't it sound like that? It, <laughs> so, like, as in the, the, the clairvoyant was like, yeah, uh, I'm gonna do a Dutch accent now. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, yes, I can find your children. Terrible. Yeah, that's what he was like. <laughs> Bora. This is how. <laughs> like, I can find your children, but I need to come all the way to Australia. Yeah. I need a place to empty my bottom. Yeah, that's right. And Con paid all its expenses because Con was like, I don't know if Con believed in this or not, but he was like, well, this is what the public want. I'm going to give it to him because you know this is the biggest thing. But the public, but you just said before that they didn't want it. Well, I don't know, but like whenever I read something like, oh, there's public outcry over this, I always think like, oh, it's two or three, and like, yeah, 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 yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. just how it is. Yeah, yeah. So and and, and for most like five minutes, like, no. everyone's like. We should totally get a psychic, but they're they're yeah, joking. Everyone's yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, yeah I, um, I, I was. I didn't think the. I didn't think he was actually going to follow through on it. Now he's <laughs> brought some guy over from Holland. Let's just go along with it. Let's just go along with it and pretend that we were we were on board <laughs> we were the whole time. So this yeah. uh, this clairvoyant Gerard, uh, I did a bit of reading. I, I, I got to say, if you're if you're a, if you're a clairvoyant or if your name is Gerard, mm-hmm. become a clairvoyant because that is that is a, the perfect name. Perfect. He, for a bullshit artist. <laughs> he, be- he began to become aware of his gifts as an apprentice watch repairer. He, <laughs> he's, he, like, he's like, it's 7.30 now, <laughs> and in five minutes' time, it'll be 7.35. Psychic. I'm amazing. He would hold items um, and predict events that his employer would confirm. So, yeah. At 7.45, <laughs> I will fix the watch. The watch will start ticking again. 
Um, so that's how he oh discovered his uh, power, so to speak. But he got his big break as a psychic investigator. Uh, when I don't know how he got to this point. I, I couldn't find out. But he was uh, given a hammer, allegedly used in a crime, and, prov- <laughs> and provided a vague description <laughs> of a murderer. And I think in Holland... <laughs> How he's like, <laughs> he's like oh, he's I think he used the hammer to kill them, and they're like, Yeah, we know, we, we yeah. <gasps> and, and in Holland, like, how hard is it? Like, he was uh, tall, uh, blue eyes, blonde yeah. hair, yeah. Um, he was so, standing on flat ground. <laughs> so, this vague description, he was holding a tulip, this <laughs> he was wearing clogs. <laughs> uh, this vague description, uh, was noted, he buried her beside the windmill, <laughs> and while it did not lead to the arrest. It proved to be an almost match for the man who was eventually arrested. Yeah. So he was basically like, um, he's a man. He <laughs> likes to kill people with hammers. Turned out, perfect That's description the of, the of the murderer. Like, yeah. You're in. You want to go to Australia? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, do you want a free trip to Australia? <laughs> yeah. And Con like, paid for all his expenses and bought him out. So, Con, uh, uh, so not Con, crowds greeted Gerard, when oh, he of course they did. visited the beach where and the children was 1966 and There's nothing South Australia hadn't gotten... It was still black and white so, television. There was no AFL. No. Uh, so he declared that the children had not been kidnapped, but rather <laughs> trapped below the concrete floor of a warehouse that was currently being built. Tra- they had become... He, they'd not been kidnapped, but they'd become trapped below the concrete floor how did of they a warehouse. Get, how did they get trapped? Well, I don't know. They were, they were mucking around in the foundations, um, playing hide in and concrete. seek. Yeah, in concrete? Uh, no, I guess they dug the foundations. They were playing hide and seek or whatever. And they fell down. They, they, they fell down. So they just, Next beep, day, they're like... Beep, beep, <laughs> just, oh, no. It was compilatis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what boys, back it up. Back it up, back it up. <laughs> Putting uh, the taxi in too. Oh, amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, so the so the police are like, all right, let's let's go to this warehouse. But they're like, well, this is just the word of some Dutch nutter. We're yeah, not, we're not going to excavate this warehouse that has just been fucking yeah. dug up. I, I rate our the likelihood of us finding these kids as slim to none. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, the public, once again, our friends, the public were less skeptical and began taking up donations to pay for the excavation. Uh, the psychic left the country without a result. Of course he did. Of course. Um, Who would have thought? He, he, he once the check cleared, uh, he's he <laughs> stay. Uh, he's like, uh, I got to stay for thirty days <laughs> until the check clears, and he just he just <laughs> absolutely right. bounced, just oh. left first plane out. Didn't find the the kids, obviously. No. Who's the real con here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, the warehouse was eventually excavated at. Uh, do you want to guess whose expense? Compilers. Yeah, that's right. In, okay. In 1996. Okay. Uh, when it was kind of being partially demolished. So oh, he was like, hey, okay. fuck it, I'll, I'll pay half. Okay. He's like, hey, you're knocking it down anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll chip in. Yeah, and no, no, no trace of the Beaumont children was found. Well, that's because there's no such thing as a fucking psychic. Oh, well, well it's debatable, uh, according to the SA public. Regardless of this massive public failure, uh, Gerard Crozier... Uh, continued as a psychic. Oh, of course he did. His son, Gerard Jr. Oh, he's like, (laughs) Gerard is such a great name already (laughs) that I can't possibly... His... Okay. Where do you go from there? Um, How do you you improve on perfection? That's right. Um, Gerard Jr. followed in his father's footsteps, uh, but is not known to have made any successes in cracking cases. So his... Okay. So his father father had one success. Well, that's debatable. 
Okay. His father had <laughs> possibly one success. He could tell the his time. And son has, his son has had none. Um, psychic family. Psychic family. Yeah. Uh, Big time. So anyway, back to Con. By the 80s and 90s, his wealth was so outstanding that he was once quoted as not knowing how much he was actually worth. Like, he had no idea of how much money he had. Like, it was that insane. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or he was, like, totally broke and just had a terrible book. <laughs> he was just doing mild. He's like, I'm so rich. <laughs> I don't even know how rich I am. Uh, I got fish coming out of my wazoo. <laughs> I got so many hats. They're like, uh, how much money? How much money do you have? Uh, uh, oh, no idea, mate. Well, Seven Rolls Royces, 50 the, hats. I, 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 I count my wealth in, in hats and fish. <laughs> have you seen the signs? <laughs> Everywhere. My uh, wealth is measured in signs, hats, fish, and uh, to a lesser extent, um, uh, <laughs> Rolls Royces. <laughs> Rolls Royces are less than hats. Oh, God. Oh. He, he once said the best money he ever spent was in 1972. On a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> on a... <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't a hooker? No. It was on a $236,000 <laughs> hooker. $236,000 That's a great hooker. That's an amazing hooker. <laughs> oh, God. You had to go twice for that. <laughs> uh, on a Rundle Street property. Uh, so 236000 on a Rundle Street property, uh, which was then sold in 1989 for $5.3 So It's a you, lot of hookers. <laughs> God, I didn't imagine the hooker ratio. Uh, so, like, if you... So, just that's, that's 10... That's 15 years. 15 years, years. So, if you buy a house for 236000 in 2000... Yep. Um, how much is it worth today? Probably like 500,000, 600,000? Yeah, it depends on what suburb. Yeah, I guess. I mean, anything north of Grand Junction is filth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, 236,000 to 5.3 million. Like, man, that's, absolutely yeah, that's raking on it. That's like, crazy. It's a lot of hats. That's crazy money. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of hats. <laughs> that's hat money. It's a lot of hats, a lot of fish. A lot of hookers. A lot of hookers. Oh, God. Uh, I think, is every episode just going to be. More, I, wish, I wish it was more days in the week so I could buy more Rolls Royce. But more than seven is excessive. Oh, God. Are these podcasts just going to be me laughing like, and not being able to get the words out? Oh, I hope so. Oh, my God. Due to his continual hard work, generosity, and confidence about the potential of Adelaide and South Australia. That's good. Well, I can get behind that. Yeah, can't we all? Con was much bigger than the empire he built. Uh, Con always vowed not to retire and die on the job. But by- <laughs> Still going to buy hookers again. <laughs> But bypass surgery in 1991 shocked him into slowing down a bit. He was still doing shit, but he was just slowing down. Yeah, well, uh, it's, not, it's not a young man anymore. That's right. Just and cracking an erection every <laughs> every time he sees a sign go up. Uh, it's not an ego thing. Oh, not an ego thing. Ten years later, in oh. 2001, Compilates died of heart failure, aged 82. 82 is a solid That's run. That's pretty good. That's a That's, solid I run. I would be happy with that. That's a great run. And he lived a huge life, I guess. Yeah, and he, he you know, obviously we're sitting here uh, cracking jokes. How many, how many hats do you own? You know? <laughs> got, I have no signs up. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Compilates once summed up life this way. Life is not about money. It's like... Lo- oh, sorry. I messed it up. Life is not money. It is like a flower that blooms and dies. Okay, that's a, that's a hooker reference again. You reckon? Oh, yeah. yeah. Big time. Okay. Big time. 
Your life is not money. It's like a flower that blooms and dies. Isn't that just like saying like well, then, you die? But my question then is like why the why they need to make so much money then? Why they need to like Well, yeah. But but but, it, but I, I guess it, in his eyes he was like always helping out people. And I guess that's yeah, why yeah, he likes yeah. making the money. And that's the thing with with people that are like people that are people that want to make money mm. are rarely successful in business. The mm. people that want to be successful in business always end up making lots of money because like it's not about the money for yeah. them it's just like oh, they want to it's that drive it's that drive and, yeah and they just love it yeah, yeah. No, no, that's cool um, continuing his generosity after his death uh, the will of the property tycoon Compilates, uh divided his empire among his wife his three children and the company um, blah 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 but it gives strict <laughs> this is very strange strict instructions on the fate of a prized statue just follow me out here okay uh, he orders the rest of his worldly effects to be sold, blah, blah, blah. Money's held in his trust, uh, except for one item. I give to my said wife for her own use and benefit absolutely my statue of Amicus at my Pasadena house. Statue of Amicus? Yeah. If she shall not survive, then I give the same to my daughter. And if she does not wish to have it, I give it to my son, George. If he does not wish to have it, so hang on, he pri- so he prizes a statue like, but but it went to his wife and then his daughter. Well, she well his he says, I, I don't know. He's like, uh, I give it to my wife. I give it to my daughter if she doesn't want it. So like, he loves this statue. Yeah, but, uh, but he's like, kind of like, and then he's like, if she doesn't want it, then I direct my trustees to sell it and uh, uh, give the funds equally to my my three children. So he loves this statue. Okay, like, more than. But how come he left it to like? Uh, uh, I'm making a whole set of assumptions here, but you know, Greek culture is fairly patriarchal, uh-huh. as is you know, you know. Uh-huh. Um, well, I'm not. He was he Greek Orthodox? I don't know. I don't know what religion he was yeah. or what his faith or background stuff like that. But I would assume he would leave it to his firstborn son. But he's what he said goes to my wife, then goes to my daughter, daughter and then if she doesn't oh, want good, it. Good then on him. And like good if, on for yeah, a statue yeah. that he clearly like <laughs> prizes a lot. He's like, he kind of knows they already don't want it. <laughs> kind of it's like, uh, give it to my wife. If she doesn't want it, uh, he, she can have it. If he, she doesn't want it, he can have it. If no one wants it, uh, like, uh, take it to Cashies. <laughs> take yeah. it to Cashies and get a PS2 or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I want to I see this statue now. I know. It's, um, it, well, it was in Pasadena when he died, so I don't know. Maybe we'll go hunting later tonight. Yeah, we should do that. All right. Oh, Brilliant. We'll do an ex- expedition. <laughs> we just look for the Pilates sign. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. On his house. Yeah. Um, just, the Pilates. Just the, just look for the fish. <laughs> the Pilates signs still adorn many Adelaide buildings to this day, confusing tourists and uh, people of the like. Uh, but Mr. Pilates wanted to be remembered as a good person, and you know, generally he was. His son George says he, his father got his wish. He was a businessman and a man's man. Probably another hooker reference. <laughs> uh, from the old school thinking, where principles applied that people just let go today. He was a good person. The business will be running exactly the same way it has always been run, and they were his wishes. Oh, well, that's yeah, nice. that's I know. Lovely. He that's like uh, like like I said, I did the research. So, so to this day, they 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 wait until other people are finished bidding on an item, and then they wander into the auction Sold. house and just like eighty <laughs> uh, grand. Sold. It was like fuck. Uh, uh, Premier John Olson uh, once described Con as uh, the legacy of Compilites is not just something that can be described by numbers of buildings or signs or hats. <laughs> uh, the, this man always saw the best in a person and never forgot his past. Amazing. And that, Tom, is the story of Con Pilates. Brilliant. True rags to riches story. All right, and that 
was the pilot episode of Adelol. I laughed way too much. No, it's I I, I was I was loving it. It was oh, great. Good. It was great. All right, finito. Uh, what did you think of the beer before we rock up? Oh, before we rock up, um, was it the IPA? It no. was the uh, yeah, it Pirate was the Life? Pirate Life Brewing Golden Era Golden Ale. I Delicious. Loved it. Yeah, loved it. Okay, well, let's All go right. crack another one. Thank you.